Hello and welcome to episode 20 of Human Seeking Human. My name is Alex and I am so excited to be here recording because I didn't think I'd make it. I thought that uh, I would uh, come up with some excuse and not release an episode, but I'm here. I'm sitting in my older sister's childhood bedroom. It's uh, pretty bare right now and I'm just sitting on her bed <laughs> holding the microphone in my hand. A little different setup than I'm used to, but uh, hopefully the quality sounds okay enough. Yeah, I uh, moved back to Ohio. I am in my uh, family's home, just uh, getting settled. So I arrived yesterday. Wow, it's been a, a wild 24 hours. Arrived yesterday. Um, this is, it was a, a long drive, long few days, um, but we did it. And yeah, I'm not settled at all. Uh, I feel I feel comfortable. I'm happy. Everything's good. But um, yeah, it's weird still, because the last times that I've come home in the past five years, it's been for uh, just a, a brief stint, maximum two weeks. Uh, so I keep having these moments of, oh my god, I have to see people. Oh no, but COVID, I can't see anybody. What do I do? And then realizing, oh, I'm I don't have an end date. Uh, I I have you know, hopes and plans to move away eventually. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm here until the end of the pandemic. Good old Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, it's weird to be back because everything feels the same and it feels all normal to be back. But at the same time, I have these moments of, oh, wait a second. There's no home for me left in LA. So very sad and happy at the same time, because of course it's lovely to be around people. Um, but yeah, it's still, still kind of tough, but making the best of it. That's what counts. Anyway, uh, yeah, so I thought it would be great if I could at least release something for you all today. Uh, I didn't know what, but I had plans to record something, and I was inspired. I allowed the world to inspire me. Uh, I had given uh, my brother-in-law Blaze a gift for um, Christmas, and it was this book of medical anomalies from 1896 or seven. And I thought it was pretty cool. It has some like pictures in there and it's, uh, yeah, it's, it was a, an, I think a unique, interesting book and we were going through it today and there was a story in there. And so I looked the story up in the old newspapers and found plenty, plenty of references to it. So I thought I'd share it with you. It's a little different than a normal personal ad. It's, it's, uh, but Technically, I guess it counts as one. Here is something from the Austin American Statesman, Austin, Texas, September 19th, 1872. Eight children at a birth. On the 21st of August, Mrs. Timothy Bradley of Trumbull County, Ohio, gave birth to eight children, three boys and five girls. They are all living and are healthy, but are quite small. Mr. Bradley was married six years ago to Eunice Mowry, who weighed 273 pounds on the day of her marriage. She has given birth to two pairs of twins and now eight more, making 12 children in six years. Mrs. Bradley was a triplet, her mother and father being twins, and her grandmother the mother of five pair of twins. So yes, yeah, so first of all, Mrs. Timothy Bradley, we don't even get... Uh, Eunice's, Eunice Mowry's name until about halfway through this, uh, this little article, this little ad, personal ad, uh, but it's Eunice Mowry, uh, and we get the amount that she weighed, not when she gave birth, but on the day of her marriage. 
to Timothy Bradley. And you might be thinking, maybe this is just a way of the times back then, that this was all relevant. And you know what? For all I know, it could be. But uh, I think there's a little something more because I have a little bit of a twist because I saw this story and decided to Google it. So I looked up Trumbull County octuplets. I, I did some sleuthing around and I came across a book called Quadruplets and Higher Multiple Births. It was written by Marie M. Clay, the University of Auckland in New Zealand, and published in 1989. Here is what Marie says. The octuplet squib, the great hoax of 1872. The most celebrated hoax among the stories of multiple births concerns octuplets. Eunice Mowry, who lived in Trumbull County, Ohio State, had a suitor, a printer by occupation, whom she rebuffed in favor of Timothy Bradley. In 1872, when the girl apparently became Mrs. Bradley, the jilted printer wanted to get even with her. Hence, on the night of August 20th to 21st, he broke into the offices of a local newspaper at Warren, Ohio, east of Cleveland, and removed a block of type from the first page of next morning's paper and inserted in its place his squib about Mrs. Bradley. He struck off 20 to 30 copies with the story of octuplets, then he reset the local paper in its original form. The spurious issues he dispatched to various daily papers in the eastern U.S. And the story with the octuplets was reprinted several times during August and September of 1872, both in the daily newspapers and in the various scientific and medical magazines. I do not know the number of dailies and weeklies which picked up the story first. One of the earliest was the Cincinnati Lancet for August 1872, from which it was taken over by the Columbus Democrat for September 1872, published at Columbus, Wisconsin. The squib was reprinted in many daily newspapers in the United States and in a number of medical magazines. It took nearly half a century to detect the hoax. And it's true. I looked this up in newspapers. I saw uh, 71 results in here uh, on this newspaper. On this, I saw 71 results uh, in my search for different r newspapers, um, including Dundee, Scotland, uh, Indianapolis, Indiana, Vermont, Mississippi. It is wild. It is wild that uh, how far it got. Chicago. Uh, it's <laughs> and it was all from a prank and you read that and you listen to that first thing and you think yeah that that sounds like somebody's not you know doesn't doesn't like this Eunice person whoever wrote this uh yeah and sure enough Eunice uh was just a, a victim of a prank um this was uh and yeah and then there there it goes all the news goes around the world and is actually published in medical magazines and in that book um, that I gave to Blaze about medical anomalies. So it's interesting because, you know, you think newspaper is going to be a primary source. It's a, a good place uh, to get your information. Not that I'm giving y'all a lesson here. This was, this was, this was 1872. I don't know anything about journalistic integrity in 1872, but you know what I mean. It's it's just interesting that someone can uh, break in, reprint all of this, and uh, yeah, get this news to spread. 
Oh, we have an issue with fake news now, but it's uh, a little different than uh, just fake birth announcements. Anyway, um, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, I thought that was interesting. It, it involved relationships, uh, so I figured it was at least somewhat relevant for the show. And considering I had just moved across the country, I just wanted to give you all something and check in and say hi. Uh, because, yeah, I, uh, I'm... I'm just had a big change and I wanted to at least create something if that makes any sense. So, um, here we are. So hopefully by the end of this week, I'll be all set up with, um, my computer for my Twitch streams and, um, then it'll make podcast stuff go so much smoother. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. I'm, I'm trying not to put too much pressure on myself, uh, just taking it at my own pace. And I know y'all have been so supportive uh, no matter what. And I appreciate that. Yeah, so we'll see. But um, yeah, I thought it would be nice to at least have something for you all today. And that's not all. We also have an honest ad. This one is titled Human Seeking Joy. For those who don't know, this is where I read an ad, a personal ad, sent in by one of you about what you're searching for in life, where you are in life right now, uh, really whatever you feel like. So... Here is this week's. For a while now, I've been seriously questioning what truly makes me happy in life. I just got my bachelor's degree, and the plan has always been to go to grad school. I've been rejected from a few already, which is really heartbreaking, but even after deciding that what I wanted to do originally isn't what I wanted to do, I'm not sure I even want to try to apply to grad school anymore. Some days I just want to drop everything and move to some foreign country and live happily ever after, but I'm terrified as heck to do that. I don't know, I just want to find something I can do that'll truly bring me joy. Right now, I'm focusing on becoming a writer for a newsletter, a magazine, or anything like that. But the thought of not knowing what I want to do is really scary, and the pandemic doesn't make it any easier for me. Hearing these honest ads have inspired me to be more vocal about my wants, and hopefully this is me manifesting in some way to actually achieve them. I hope so too. I think that is so important. And I, uh, before I, um, before I moved back to Ohio, I had one last session with my therapist and I told him about me trying to manifest, uh, something and how I mentioned on my podcast, the idea of, uh, creating a short film out of what I've written. And I told him that, you know, that was a way of manifesting it. And he said, well, it doesn't even have to be any sort of cosmic thing you know that that helps you do that uh, just by putting it out there and putting the words out there mentally can make a huge difference so hey i'm proud of you for just already doing that because that's a big deal um and i'm glad you gave me the opportunity and you trusted in me to say it again out loud for people to hear because yeah if you if you have this in in mind but then you verbalize it and you tell people it can make it seem, for me at least, it can make it seem more attainable, more of a reality. And if people, depending on the people who are around you, it gives them the opportunity to support you in any way that they can. Um, so an example is I've told people about this short film and someone has said, oh, I have this so-and-so connections or I... Uh, I can help with this. I can help with that. And it's it's something that if I hadn't said anything, um, I wouldn't have been able to um, hear from people or even just ideas or uh, even just encouragement can help a lot. 
And in your case, you're looking for something that brings you joy. And that's a big deal. That's a big... No. And in your case, you said you're looking for something that will bring you joy. That is a realization that is not easy to come by. Uh, I know from experience. Because when I went to college, uh, undergrad, I did it for money. And I told myself, okay, I'm going to study computer science for money. And I said, I don't enjoy it. I don't care. Uh, It's not for that. I said said to myself, you know, this is just for a job. And hey, that's valid. That is also valid. If that's what I ended up doing, uh, I did not. I realized I wanted to, like you, I wanted to do something that brought me more joy. So I wanted to work in the music industry because that's what I thought would bring me joy. And that changed too because I didn't get much joy out of a lot of my experiences in the music industry. And now I'm doing this, and I'm, and I think I'm, I'm finding that joy, but I'm still searching for more. And uh, so I think that's a great step to graduate undergrad, and then tell yourself, okay, what do I really want right now? Because the years before you graduated, or while you were in school, or even before you applied to colleges, you had this idea in your head. In your case, it was then going to graduate school. And you were on a path, and it's easy to get tunnel vision into uh, what it is you think you want or what you, what you think that you should do also. Um, I remember in eighth grade, I made a bet with somebody that I would go to law school. Like Harvard Law, I think I said. I don't know why. Y'all know me by now. There's That's not for me. That is not something. And I made a bet with someone, $100, because I thought, yep, I'm an eighth grader. I know exactly where my life is going. Uh, turns out I didn't. And turns out college me didn't know either. Me two years ago didn't know either. Uh, me now, I have a better idea, I think. But who knows? I mean, I didn't think I'd be, a year ago, I didn't think I'd be um, back in Cincinnati, Ohio. So anyway, um, I'm proud of you for uh, being willing to accept new adventures as you go on instead of just sticking to that grad school thing necessarily at least being open to the idea of doing something else uh, and going for that feeling of joy Um, but you might find after looking around that grad school is what will bring you joy and then you do that and what's important is that you keep an open mind and end up just doing what's best for you and I, I wish you the best and I thank you so much for writing in and anyone else who wants to respond to that or to uh, write their own honest ad, feel free to send an email to humanseekinghuman at gmail.com. I've gotten a few more these past few days, which makes me really happy. That means that y'all are still... Because I got a, a big bunch when I started, but the fact that I'm still continuing to get them makes me feel really good and makes me think that, okay, this is something that I... At least this segment is something I don't want to lose. Um, because it, it gives me an opportunity to connect to all of you. So thank you. Okay, one last note before I end things off. Uh, I um, <laughs> was going to mention this earlier, but yeah, I uh, now that I've moved, I'll have to find a new psychiatrist, new therapist, and I'm sure many of you can relate to that feeling. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to say that's what I'm going through right now because... Uh, last Wednesday, I had my final appointment with my therapist after two years of seeing him uh, every week. Um, and it was hard. It was weird. Uh, I It was funny. He like 
he tried to make it not he didn't try he was just talking about the past two years uh, because he was there with me in my first relationship ever then in my first um first breakup ever and then in my first pandemic (laughs) and now at the end of my time in LA which was really difficult for me to wrap my head around so it was almost exactly two years of seeing each other and it was it made me realize how much can change in two years so um just putting that out there if y'all are just very feeling lost a lot a lot can change in two years um and yeah, and now speaking of change again, I gotta go find and do a whole new insurance thing and new therapist and new psychiatrist and blah blah blah, um, which is a process. And I'm pretty confident I'll be able to do it. I'm not too worried. Um, but if you're going through that same thing, know that hey, solidarity. Um, and uh, I wish you luck. It's it's not easy finding. It is not easy to find somebody um, to talk to. That's uh, that's a good fit, and um, yeah, I know. Especially if in, you're in the U.S., so the healthcare system's a joke. So <laughs> I wish you all the best. Wish you good luck um, if that's what you're going through. Yeah, because that's what I'm doing now, and I'll hopefully keep you updated on that journey. And fingers crossed, it is uh, not as difficult as it as it appears. Because after two years of not having to worry about that, it is uh, feels like a monumental task to have to. Uh, introduce a new person into my life, but we'll see. Anyway, thank you all so much for being here, uh, for listening to me uh, week after week. Um, I'll be hopefully a lot more settled and have a more normal, nice, fun episode next week for you. Uh, I appreciate you uh, standing by me while I'm, I'm just going through so much change. And yeah, I can't wait to talk to you soon. Until then. 